I mean, I would, I, I've never been more excited about anything in my entire life. This is a dream come true. <laughs> better, Yay. much, much better. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. What's Can't up? wait to see your ah. dreams, your dreams destroyed. <laughs> uh, what did I sign up for? What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the geek nation? You are listening to spoiler alert on the cult pop network of shitty podcast that you love so much um i'm your host johnny destructo with me this week is mark underscore l underscore miller hey yeah there Ooh. he is that's me how was your week bud that was a i don't care week. also at... with us this week is noel <laughs> bartocci <laughs> hey guys oh <laughs> hi Oh, hey, hey, hi. Hey. Uh, so, Noel. Yes. No, no, I'm not. No, that wasn't me addressing you. That was me starting a sentence oh. addressing the audience. I'm not good at this. I don't know oh. if you've noticed. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm flying by the seat of your pants. Uh, so, Noel, listener, um, you may have heard him on Gutter Talk, or you may have been the two people who watched our uh, YouTube segments with Terry Leahy <laughs> uh, called Hero Complex. <laughs> Um, if not, this is Noel. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Hey, you Wait, go. was that, were you referring to? Okay. Yeah, I did it right. You, you're doing great. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. We're on top of it tonight. So Mark. <laughs> Nailed it. Huh? Do you want to hear a voicemail? Correspondence. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> not. Is there? What do you call voicemails? We don't have a song for voicemails. Thank God. All right, here we go. Uh, I'm gonna play it now. <laughs> Douche isn't here. Douche is sick. Mm. Not feeling well. He's got the sniffles. All right, guys. It's me, Homer, and I'm calling in with a little bone to pick with you. Weeks and weeks ago, you're like, oh, the Ray, blah, blah, the Ray, he's someone's favorite character. They shouldn't make him gay because he used to be straight and no one, somebody must love him somewhere and that is messed up. And then you ask me to give you a comment on it, which I totally do a comment and even spend time thinking about it and then you ignore it. And who do you put on? Some other random straight guy. What is the value of even having his opinion on? You already gave plenty of straight guys opinions on that. Which, by the way, that comic was boring. Then you flip around and in Teen Titans you're like, Oh, Aqualad, well that's cool, that's no problem making him gay when... Okay, who is the girlfriend of... Who is the girlfriend of the Ray? Fuck knows. Who is the girlfriend of Aqualad? Why, of course, it's Tula, Aqua Girl. He has a long history, revamping character, blah, blah, blah. And it's more likely Aqualad was somebody's favorite character than the friggin' Ray. So I'm going to call you guys out on that. On a more recent thing, 
The Flintstones, you don't review the Flintstones pen. It's the best comic ever. You gotta review it. I laughed, I cried, I cried some more. Probably too late to comment on that, but I would like to know what you think. Peace out. Never too late. Yeah, if there's one thing, it's the one thing you probably know by now is that it's never too late uh, to comment on anything. So, so I have a response to that. Okay. To which part? To the okay. So the Ray was a reconceptualization of the character, the guy who plays Ray, who I can't even think of what his name is. I don't know what his name is. Let's just, let's just call him Ray. Uh, <laughs> but and they and they made him gay. They made that character gay. Um, the Aqualad, the new Aqualad, is a brand new character. And he is not Garth, who was in love with Tula. Um, this is a new character who is gay. And I had no problem with that, because he's a new character. Like Bunker. Hmm. Uh, the Ray's name is Ray, by the way. I'm looking yeah. it up. By yeah. the Ray? Yeah, Ray. Ray Terrell, yeah, yeah. You're so welcome. they they retrofitted gayness in with him, but this new character is is gay, so that's cool. All right, that that proves my point. <laughs> <laughs> case closed. <laughs> case, case closed. It's cool. No, I'm just saying. You know, they, it's two different things because, like, the new Aqualad is is not Garth. It's not the. I mean, Garth. I think he exists in the Aquaman comic, but I don't think he's. Oh no, he's in the uh, he's in the other Teen Titans comic, the Titans comic. Garth. Yeah. Okay. He's boring in that comic. So, <laughs> so your issue is with retroactively changing the sexuality of a character. Yeah. I don't mind well, how having you, a new character. I how mean, do you both. feel about Iceman then? Uh. I don't know. I mean, there's two of them. Well, yeah, I'm not really. No, I'm not really a mutant guy, but they're both gay. Yeah. Well, you're well, not a one, Ray guy either. You don't know his uh, name or his girlfriend's name. But I liked the design of the Ray. <laughs> it was it was designed by uh, Joe Casada. Oh. That was a Joe Casada revamp. Boot, I mean, go read the goddamn book. I actually read the book back in the '90s. Oh, okay. All right. I read it. I think I did. I read the oh miniseries. <laughs> it was a miniseries, and I did read it. Okay. But, uh, but then, um, yeah, I just, I, I just think that you know, you can, you can come up with new characters and, and do it that way. Or why just, why not just make a new Ray character, like they did with the new Aquaman, and then make him gay? I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Uh, oh, so have has any of you guys read um, the Flintstones? We read the one issue and we reviewed it on on spoiler alert. Yeah, I never, I didn't read any more of it though. Yeah, same. But I've heard but really heard good really things. Good. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with uh, Jetsons. I'm hearing good things about it too. It's the same sort of concept, which the Jetsons were kind of like a same sort of concept as. Because instead of dinosaurs, they had robots doing things and robots making little comments. Mm. Ow, my beak! What? Stuff like that. You know when like oh, there was oh. like a can, <laughs> it was like a can opener, and it was like a bird, and he opens the can. Oh, my aching beak! Oh no! I mean, yeah, the, kind of. And then the the elephant that was the toilet, and he goes, "Ah, oh, you have nothing to complain about." Oh, so thank you, um, Homer Sexual, for leaving us the voicemail. 
we do have a couple more from you that we're going to be listening to over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I can't, I don't know what to say other than Mark is wildly inconsistent on his views and I don't know what to do about it, but thank you for pointing I mean, it out. I'm inconsistent about my views on homosexuality, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what? Fair. He's, he's still figuring it out. He's still figuring out sexuality <laughs> and it's fine. Fingering. Did you say fingering it out? <laughs> <laughs> no, but now I did. Okay. So we have another, this is an email. Melio, Melio, Melios. All right. All right. This is from Stephen Kusamano. And this came in uh, March 15th. Hey, guys. I started listening to Spoiler Alert about six months ago, and you guys are great. I look forward to listening every week, and it seems like our taste in comics is very similar. I would say that in an average week, we have about 80% overlap in the comics that we read. Your POVs are always on point and funny. Keep up the great work. Also, JD, I have introduced the idea of a book club at my local comic shop, thanks to you and what your shop does. So far, I don't have the buy-in I need, but hopefully something changes soon. Smiley face. Wait, so he, he introduced the concept and they wouldn't let him go in there? <laughs> I, no... <laughs> He doesn't. What do you mean he doesn't have the buy-in? He has what? to buy into it then now? I don't know what after... that means. I don't know what the buy-in means. I don't know. Uh, Does that mean uh, like he doesn't the, have enough the clout? Shop owner, the, the shop owner maybe just thought he was crazy and disregarded him? Like buy, like emotional buy-in? Maybe? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, okay, okay. Get out I of thought... here, you crazy kid. You want us to read your books? I thought it was like... Like you get the guy was like, oh, good idea. Okay, no, it's fifty dollars to get in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... <laughs> yes, this book club that doesn't exist, we're going to start charging memberships yeah. day one. <laughs> Thanks for the idea. I'll get along. I'll get along. But he he says it in like a nineteen twenties like newspaper man. Like get Thanks for the here. idea. Yeah. yeah. Now get out. Go climb up a tree. I don't know. Is that, is that what they said? I don't know. Aren't you late for your paper route? <laughs> Uh, so thank you, Steve Cusimano. Uh I hope that you uh, uh, get the buy-in you need for your yeah. book club. Um, I'm curious to see what the very first book club is going to be when they put it together. At my shop, uh, I did the book I Kill Giants. It was the very first mm. book I chose, and, and it was awesome. And I, I get like maybe 15 to 20 people a month for a book club, and it's a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, good luck with that, man. It's, that's great. Cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about some comic books. What are those? <laughs> uh, they're made for babies. It's a bunch of words, but then there's pictures for the babies to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, Deathstroke number 30 came out, and that is from DC Comic Books, and it is written by Christopher Priest with art by Carlo Pagulian. Pagulian? And I, oh, I forgot to do all the research where, like, I do the annoying thing and I tell you what DC website has to say about their book. But fuck it. It's Deathstroke versus Batman Part 1. What five-paragraph description yeah. <laughs> they can give you. I'm grumpy about that. Still. No one noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Batman versus Deathstroke. Great. Thoughts? <laughs> I felt like uh, I don't read. Okay, first of all caveat i don't read deathstroke so there are characters in here that i'm unaware of 
Wintergreen is his Alfred. Thank you. I I I uh, I didn't know that going in, so I it was like contextually you kind of figure it out, but it's like I kind of wanted to know what the hell I got that they were his his Alfred, but yeah. is it an ongoing relationship? Uh, like, well, they were, they wanted to kill AI? each other. They wanted to kill each other for a long time, and then they settled their differences. Um, but he's, I believe, they might be the same age, maybe, and uh, but. Um, Slade has like inhuman abilities, so he doesn't get old while Wintergreen does get old, mm. I guess. Oh, I see. Slade and Wintergreen are the same age. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I think um, and then, and then that guy dressed in, in all white, I believe that's the son, Jericho. right? Yeah. yeah. Jericho. Yeah. Cause he's talking sonically. Um, so that's Jericho's new costume, but I like his old, Big old yellow afro and wearing like <laughs> wearing like the ABBA costume. Well, like that. so that the first time that they introduced that like kind of like storytelling device where you know the quote unquote sons describe their father, yeah. it happens so jarringly. Like you're you're yep. in the bar with this evergreen guy and uh, and Alfred, and then all of a sudden, no transition, like a flashback. That isn't set up at all of an older Robin or young, uh, an old version of Robin. So I'm assuming this is Dick. Mm-hmm. No, Maybe. I, I think that's it's it's parted in the middle. So I think that's Jason Todd. I always I always saw that like. Dick oh, his hair? Would, you mean? Yeah, his Dick's hair was like parted to the side always, and then Robin and then Jason Todd's hair was always parted in the middle. I see what you're saying visually, but this is not. This sounds nothing like Jason Todd. No. Yeah, the context of it is, you know, I should call him my father, but I think he's he's talking more about uh, Alfred being his father. So it would be like a ward or so that's. Oh, uh, that was about. They're talking about Alfred. I thought he was talking about Batman. Well, he's talking about. Well, I don't actually call him dad, but I should. He's more than earned the title. So he sounds like he's talked. Wait, but no, but then he's talking talking about about... he's not a puzzle. He's an Etch-A-Sketch. Yeah, I think he's oh, talking and then about in, Batman. In practice, he's a sectarian. Uh, okay, so yeah, he's talking about Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think this is Dick. It's yeah, he talks. Dick. He, he talks more like Dick. Yeah. Um, Jason Todd is just is not as I mean this he wouldn't eloquent. He's not as illiterate. Uh, he's not just, as literate as that. Yeah. It's funny you said literate though, because even though this was incredibly jarring, and I actually read this page twice, it's my favorite line in the entire book. He's not a puzzle. He's an etch a sketch. Yeah, it's great. Like, if there's a line, you cross it. He's coming yeah. for you, like yeah. that. That distills Batman better than like I've read in a really long time. I yeah. thought that was actually really really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It really. I mean, I I like that scene. I agree with you that. But I think that um, Chris Christopher Priest's um, writing is often pretty jarring because he just jumps from one scene to the next a lot of times. Like, and he separates it by that black box. But sometimes it's not at the beginning of the page. It's at the bottom of the page or. Mm-hmm. And so you don't know you're in another scene until halfway through. Yeah. I, I noticed that and I went, oh, man, this this guy writes a lot like the Quantum and Woody. Because Quantum and Woody always had those little breaks and everything. I didn't realize yeah. it was Christopher Priest who wrote Quantum yeah. and Woody. I, I think it might have been a page layout issue, too, because if those those gray boxes were at the bottom of the page and then you saw the crime scene at the top, I would have known it's a transition. Yeah. It yeah. just it felt a little i had to i had to page back it, but it didn't hurt overall actually guys overall i really like this issue yeah like a lot i don't yeah. read either of the ongoing titles and this was pretty badass 
Yeah. It I was like contrived. CMB's... It was convoluted, but it was pretty badass. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely you have to know both characters, I think, to get the full mm-hmm. effect of the story. But um, it's uh, yeah, he, he has a little action between uh, Batman and Deathstroke. They have a standoff there, which was nice um, that I, I really like that standoff where he's like, um, I know how you operate. If you uh, if you don't if you don't help me figure this out, I'm going to I'm going to uh, basically fuck up all of your operations mm-hmm. and, and just follow you around. He goes, I have unlimited sources in a limited amount of time and I'll, I'll fuck up your entire world, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah, it, that's pretty it's cool. A, no, you're right. It was like a, it was a really nice twist on the, the classic team up type of bullshit where like these two, these two good guys are going to fight Yeah, and then they're going to come together somehow. And it was, it really just kind of turned it where it's just like, look, I know you, you know me. I know exactly how to fuck up your day. You know exactly how to fuck up my day. Yeah. And then we just go off. It's like, this is the kind of crap that maybe a less seasoned writer would be issue three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it would just be drawn out, but he just like nails it and starts like from here. I actually really liked it. Yeah. I really uh, appreciated how they both just cut to the quick uh, and were very mm-hmm. um, personable with each other and just like, yeah, it was straightforward and to the point. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right. This is going differently than I expected or, or differently than, you know, my experience in comic books would have me believe like the first fight was more of a word fight than anything else, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. which, which I liked. Um, it's, it's, it's better than just like two of them on missions and all of a sudden the missions intersect and then you're like, and then they have to fight for a little while. And they're like, uh, <laughs> more, the of a, villain... more of a word fight, except for the fact that they're falling through a skyscraper and he's got a chain wrapped around his neck. <laughs> well, there's that. Well, but he, that he was him <laughs> it was a chain made of words that he was strangling him with. <laughs> a word chain. He yeah. thumps him onto a to a moving plane, but they don't break sentence mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. So not you know, at, like that's... not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, they, they, he gets that over with in like oh, no, three yeah, pages. Yeah, I'm just being silly. Yeah. Um, and uh, I like it. They haven't revealed a uh, bad guy yet, or maybe they have. Maybe this is Alfred and Wintergreen's kind of plan maybe hmm. oh shit uh, that's yeah what I, was I was thinking i was wondering about that so there, there's this ongoing theme throughout it's it's not really subtle but it's subtle enough of fathers and sons so you've yeah. got these surrogate fathers for these two older men and then they do flashbacks of this their surrogates or actual sons yeah. so i'm not and then of course like the red herring of the whole story is um damien's parentage mm-hmm. yeah so it's i Obviously, it's going to go somewhere, but uh, and it's 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 literally drawn out that way. But uh, it was still enjoyable. Like it's, yeah. I don't know. Christopher Priest has a way of taking very mundane tropes and making them just sing, just like yeah. really, really nicely. Yeah, he's such a good writer, and, and I mean his his dialogue is is where you want to really just kind of soak his stuff in because he does mm-hmm. does that really well. Um, yeah, it's it's cool to find out that they're Eskimo brothers. You know, <laughs> and, that, wow. uh, and Batman and Batman got sloppy seconds because yeah. Deathstroke goes, "Oh, Talia was so long ago." <laughs> I did the. It was a long time ago, and I did the math. It's not my son. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I love that. Too. Funny. I don't think Batman likes that too well. I like to share. Yeah, I did wonder the motivation. Like Batman obviously knows it's like it's a fake DNA test, but he seems quite bothered by it. 
Mm-hmm. I think he's bothered because he just wonders who would fuck with him that way. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, this person has uh, access to a lot of information that he should not yeah. be privy to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I mean, he even says it's probably bullshit, but, um, but yeah, it's, it seems like that the, the bigger concern is just the fact that like this information is out there and that uh, like, why would someone do this? Mm-hmm. I guess. So it's more of the mystery of it, which Batman likes that stuff. <laughs> he does like a good mystery. Why don't they just go on Mori, Mori Povich and end it off? Yeah, it's what this is going to end uh, up. How, so I just had I just had like a, a sweet vision of Deathstroke on the couch finding the results and then jumping up and down like yeah, maybe killing somebody in, in like celebration. So, yeah, uh, taking the... off his eye patch and flinging it around like a like a piece of, like a towel. Yeah, like, yeah. Batman's over there sobbing. No. Um, I, I don't know. Would he want to claim Damien? <laughs> like, I, I knew see, it. I, we had this conversation weeks ago about <laughs> Batman on the family pic- picnic. And it's like, you know, who's all like, what is everybody doing? And mm-hmm. it's like, there are all these like, like, like Damien is out, like starting to fight with people and all the other all the other kids and the only good one is sitting next to him is duke and it's just like kind of just being a cool kid and just like <laughs> being awesome and uh like tim is off on his computer like trying to find a wi-fi spot J- jason todd is stealing tires from nearby cars yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's doing something. And, yeah. and dick is is flirting with absolutely everything in the skirt <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, i'll see you guys later there's a group of girls over yeah. here and know. And yeah. Batman is just lots of disgruntled sighs back just and forth. Like, he won't actually say like, anything. He's just like, oh, God. Oh, thank God, God for you, Duke. You're such a good, <laughs> such a good son. <laughs> now, do you any of you guys think that the Damien thing is for real? No. Yeah. It would, ha- it would be happening in Batman if it was a legit thing. Well, that, that goes back to this, too. Like, I guess this was originally solicited as an arc in – or it was originally solicited as a mini. Yeah. But Christopher Priest was already writing Deathstroke, so they're like, let's just do it in the title. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was supposed to be something bigger. I don't know. I'm kind of glad. They need to do that more often. I'm so sick of (laughs) just miniseries like this. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, and especially if, you know, if it's already done, just do it and just have the artist get ahead. Like, if this isn't the regular artist, then Mm -hmm. have the regular one get ahead of all that. Um, Hey, let's talk about the art. I actually really liked it. Oh, it's gorgeous. It was incredibly yeah. solid. Yeah. yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit Jason Fabaki of uh, I think he was doing you know um, Batman League. for a while and Justice League, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, it's it's more dynamic and there's more fluidity to it. It feels more kinetic than Fabok stuff, which can feel a little static to me. Yeah, it's really crisp too. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the acting is really good. Like mm-hmm. I um off like often you'd see like you know. Uh, Bruce Wayne and 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 Destro and and Slade have the same face, just different hair color. Yeah, but yeah. they are very like distinctly different people. Like the acting is really really good in this. Definitely agreed. Yeah, yeah, and I I I like it that um, Deathstroke is very iconic, both with his costume on and with his costume off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. You don't often see that. Um, you, uh, I mean, he looks a little bit like uh, that warlord character used to be around that Mike Grell oh, right. uh, DC wow. character yeah, 
looks looks a little bit like that guy, but still, he's got the white beard, white hair, white pat, white eye patch. It's like even if he's just sitting there sipping tea at a at a coffee shop, you would know it was yeah. it was Deathstroke. And even yeah. even Bruce doesn't have that going for him. Bruce no. is just like, oh look, it's a Tom Cruise lookalike in a fucking tuxedo or a turtleneck. Yeah. But yeah, this he likes is good. His I'm, I'm excited for this. Has anyone read? Uh, there was another Deathstroke story of note that I wanted to go read and I hadn't gotten a chance to. Where uh, he steals Kid Flash's speed. Have you read that? Oh, that uh, was that last Judas contract, like the Judas yeah. contract two or something. Yeah, or... wasn't that a mini? It was like a mini over all of the Teen Titans related books or something like that. And, uh, yeah. and in Deathstroke, I missed pieces of it. Yeah. Okay. And they fired Kid Flash because of that, because he was so quick to go on Deathstroke's side. He was quick. So quick. <laughs> <laughs> he made a speedy judgment. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I want to grab a hold of that trade paperback and read that because I look cool. Mostly, I just really like their costumes, the white costumes for everybody. It looked dope. I kind of want to yeah. read it. Yeah, yeah uh, this weekend, I met Ben Percy, who uh, was writer of that that series as well as uh green arrow he's oh, the one cool. that brought black canary and green arrow together really cool guy okay. he's an awesome guy he looks a little bit like anzi andy Serxis, and i told him that and i don't think he liked it that i said that mm. but he might have i don't know but he looks like uh go with, he go looks with your like first claw. impression he looks like claw i mean he had if, the, he has the curly you're... hair he's got the goatee and it's like I, I, he just he was very laid back instead of like he wasn't hyped up on on uh, like Red Vibranium. Bull, like yeah. like Claw was. Yeah. If your if your first in- instinct was that um, he didn't like it, I would probably <laughs> go with that one. <laughs> I would die to look like Claw. That would be awesome, man. He is so cool looking. <laughs> All right, staying on the DC tip, Curse of Brimstone, which is another one of the new uh, Age of Heroes books that are starting up with brand new. Um, Protagonist from Dark Knight Metal. Metal. Yeah. By Philip Tan and Justin Jordan. And this is basically, without even trying to hide it and kind of smashing you over the face with it, uh, a response to Trump voters in the middle of America who feel like they've been downtrodden and left behind by the advancement of industry and coal and metal getting shut down, um, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so this kid lives in this town called what, Noel? York Hills. York Hills. You wouldn't know York to read it. York Hills. Because <laughs> it's only mentioned about 4,000 times the name of the yeah. city in this book. And uh, yeah. so this kid, you know, his whole family's in dire straits. The whole town is in dire straits. And he just wants people to, to love his town and, and come back to his town because everyone's, you know, leaving. Mass exodus style. Um so yeah, he's, he he gets an offer he can't refuse. He can refuse it, but I guess he's a dumb kid. So he's like, yeah, sure, give me powers, and then he explodes in a ball of fire, taking what seems like most of the town with him. What did you guys think, Mark underscore L underscore Miller? See, I didn't see the the, the Trump aspect of it. I oh. saw the Ghost Rider aspect of it. That for me, it was just it felt like DC's Ghost Rider. Huh. Okay. But I mean, I understand what you're saying. It is like the coal voter, like the the coal coal country and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I understand that. I just didn't even see see that when I was reading it. I I just saw like the deal with the devil, the flamey hero arch and kind of like an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Um we don't know what exactly he is, but he seems demon-esque. Mm-hmm. Um 
it's I and one thing that really impressed me was how much of a horror story it is rather than a uh, superhero story, which I that I liked. Yeah, it does uh, seem more I horror. Like that aspect. Yeah. Um, I mean, that has a lot to do with the art, but um, I I also think just the storytelling. There's not a lot of superheroing going on. The guy has a heroic sort of uh, sort of um, no like intention with does his he though deal. Well, it's not. It's kind of an unselfish one. He he just wants his his city to be but better. It's 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 an unselfish. <laughs> sure, it's an unselfish plight, but he's an incredibly selfish kid. Yeah, I I I, I just I found myself not um, just not liking him very much, and not even in the you're not supposed to like him kind of way. Just in a all right, I get it. <laughs> like uh he just um i don't know i i i had some i had some problems with this it, it uh the um, it just took uh you said that there's uh, you mentioned there's not a lot of like uh superheroing and it felt more of a horror story um however i had if it's if it's more of a horror story then it didn't have the uh build up of atmosphere that i would be hoping for in a horror story it was essentially like 15 pages of uh, telling me about this town. But it really just told me the same thing about this town over and over and over and over again. Uh, and then uh, he he's very, um, not whiny, but I don't know. I, I had trouble connecting. Like, I can connect with the plight of this, but that's only what I'm putting on to it. I didn't actually get it from the characters, if that makes any sense. Like, I, a little bit. I, I think I know what you mean. I, I just think that part of it, I think that the, the artwork um, is it, it's it's all really big on the page. So it doesn't allow for a lot to happen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's this there's this one scene that, that confused me that it looks like there's a snake at the bottom of the page. It's a big splash. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Splash. I, I don't understand what that is um, unless it's, oh, like uh, it's a the devil creeping in. It's uh, it's honestly, it, I just took. It's like a um, it's like a lizard. Is it a lizard or is it a trailer? Like an overgrown trailer? That's it looks like a with... snake. I thought it was a snake with a snake eye. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, I see it now. Yeah. It's oh, a, okay. I, so that... it's a bird's eye view, and it's supposed to be looking down at this this trail through the woods, a road through the woods, and you know the main character and this douchebag guy are driving. But then at the very bottom, on top of the trees, is this giant green snake that's huge. So it's yeah. just, this is just this is just a choice by the artist because two pages before that, he does the same thing on the bottom left hand side of the page. Like you lizard. get forced perspective of a lizard, and then seeing what's happening in the background of him driving away. I think this was just him trying to put like a snake perspective from the top of the trees looking down on them. I honestly, I didn't, I didn't take uh. any. It's true, uh, and a couple of pages before the lizard is a a crow in the foreground, way up in the in the face of the viewer. Let me look. So there's a motif oh yeah, there happening. is a lizard. Yeah, yeah, and I think I I don't think that's bad. I just think that it it takes up a lot of space, and, yeah. and I think that maybe we could have gotten to know the characters a little bit better, given them a couple more different um, situa- situations or scenarios to kind of allow us to mm-hmm. get them get to know them in a different way um it feels like well i mean this is this is the new uh 
um, focus for these books is the artwork. So, uh, so, uh, so came on quick. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's like that came, uh, the, so like the artwork is supposed to be what's the big draw to all these books, right? Isn't that, the that's what they were saying. Well, yes. That they were trying. Uh, but, I don't know if it was, is it more of just like a perspective thing? Like just as important. So they switch the names on the titles and stuff or because like even in the credits, it's just like it's uh, names them as the storytellers, but words by Justin Jordan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, outside it's like the art is art is listed first. Um, Mm -hmm. And I read an article uh, about it when they were talking about doing this. They were going to they were talking about the sort of that image motif from back in the 90s of like, we're really going to push the artist. Yeah. Which sucks because almost every one of these books that are being released are, are going to have new artists within the next two months. Yeah. Like is, three issues in. So it's yeah. going to be more like a month and a half. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and it'll <laughs> keep the same writer. So it's like, you know, it, that's what's – I mean that's what's debatable about all this stuff. You know, it's it, – I, I understand that the art is, is huge in these books. It's it's very important. And all books it is. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I think it's even um, – and it's it's there. I never looked at it as like saying the writer and the artist as uh, writer first, artist second, as anything but really talking about the process of comic book making, where mm-hmm. it's like most of the time there's a script first, and then there's then there's art added to it. So, um, but I, I don't know. Maybe that's I, no. I don't know if that's taking it too literally or what. I agree with you. I think it's definitely more more so than many other art forms. It's incredibly collaborative. So yeah. I, I, how the order of their names is is indifferent to me because like you can't have you can have an amazing script but art that doesn't get it and doesn't tell the story from panel to panel and it's it's lost and vice versa too. It could be the most beautiful pages in the world, but if they're not saying anything of interest, then it's just yeah it's it's over but um, yeah i mean i mean i, think... I got i get the dealing with the devil here and um it goes on for a, a couple of pages i think too much um there's like there's first there's the initial deal um well there's the shaking of the hands which gets its mm-hmm. own page and then uh, it's its own splash yeah like well yeah and then the second one is like the transformation and the third one is like a big splash final transformation so that's like the that's like four pages of transformation here, which I understand it's the first time it's happened, but actually five, because then the next one is just the whole town being has well, yeah, fire well, tornadoes and everything. Talking through it with you, I, I think I just finally pinpointed because there's, there's nothing inherently wrong with this issue, but overall, I think it's a, my personal preference. It's a, it's a major balance issue. So we are introduced to the ordinary world. And that takes too long. Like it's it's the same point that's kind of hit too hard, uh, story wise, yeah. for about ten or fifteen pages, and then we're quickly introduced to this other thing, and neither of them are given enough credit or enough space, yeah. or or even enough evolution to, to to breathe. So like, it, the amount of of information we get about York Hills, honestly, could probably be half the time that's spent on it, because no new information is given. Yeah. more than halfway through that section and then all of a sudden this this curveball is thrown and it's you know it's a ghostwriter horror type scenario and i think the whole town is exploded i don't really i can't really tell yeah so 
so it's just it, it's just it's like an overall balance. Well, you know, I see what you're saying about the town, but what we spend a lot of time doing is meeting all of the people in this kid's life. And I feel like in order for us to have any emotional resonance with the climactic, Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, cliffhanger at the end where everything's on fire is they need to get us to be aware of and hopefully care about this town of people who are good people who, who are trying to do the best with what they have and are Mm -hmm. are trying to eke their way through an existence. And We, we, he, I think what Justin Jordan wants us to do is spend time with these characters and grow to appreciate them in this kid's life and in order for us to feel when the whole town burns. Definitely, yeah. I think, and, and I, I don't know, this is just me putting on my writing hat again, uh, but it's it's uh, it would be cool if this town made a deal like this a long time ago when it was a very popular and uh, like flourishing coal town. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was due to some deal and it went to shit because all of those deals with the devil go to shit. Now that might be, that might be what he's hinting at, but if they Mm would have got, gave us a little history lesson in that, then I think I, the final scene, I would have, um, it would have resonated a little bit bit more because like you've, you know, a little bit more of the history of the town rather than, um, these people that really, I mean, they have to do with this guy's life. I understand what he's trying to do. It's it. Mm-hmm. You're trying to put a lot of stuff into this first issue. You got to get to know the kid. You got to get to know the town. You got to get to know the origin, sort of, of this power. And then you got to show. Uh, you got to have a big, spectacular kind of uh, climax to the book. Uh, and this has it all. It's just I think that um, I think that the more interesting stuff. We're we're saying that we want to see more of the town, a little bit less of the the kid and the people. And uh, maybe just spaced out a little bit more. Yeah, you know what? Uh, listening to you guys too, I think I think maybe even like a if this was if this was structurally shuffled to where you were seeing the deal at the same time that we're meeting the town, maybe yeah. that would have engaged me a little differently. Uh-huh. Or maybe like, like revealing information slowly as opposed to uh, a larger info dump of regular world, and then another large info dump of this deal that's just about to happen. And then all of a sudden they think everything's on fire. Mm-hmm. Like if, and they attempted to do it at the, uh, at the very beginning, the first, the first intro into it is his full transformation. Burns. And then you go, and then you go back in time. I think yeah. maybe, I think maybe I would have kept a little bit more invested if it kept going back and forth as opposed to two chunks. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it I does think I just look like the entire, you know, the entire town is uh, um, is does look like it's engulfed in flames, at least a couple of blocks, because it, there are like all these barns and buildings that are on fire here at yeah. the end. So maybe it's like raising the whole town and then like it's it's going to just kind of rise from the ashes there, which mm-hmm. will be really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm intrigued. I want to see more. Mm-hmm. I do think that um, the artwork is cool enough and the the horror bent to it is cool enough that i think that it it it's something i really would like to see more of mm-hmm. in comics so i i'm definitely going to support this book so yeah so far i'm i'm enjoying this one i'm enjoying silencer sideways yeah. um i think the only one i and you know what to be honest i never really went back for episode two was um the hulk one what was that damage damage, damage. yeah yeah, but, um, Terrifics. I really liked. This, that oh one my god, well. and Terrifics! Oh, I haven't read that yet. Oh, it's great. It's really uh, good. I gotta get on that. I actually yeah. am really excited about that. Yeah. yeah and then that's next a good up, one. it looks like New oh. Challengers by Scott Snyder yeah. and uh, Aaron Gillespie. 
and Adam Kubert. Andy, Andy Kubert. Andy Kubert. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I want to keep like. I'm interested in the mechanics of what actually happened, so I guess I am on the hook. But for a first issue, it's, it, I, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't blow me away, unfortunately. And I like, I like these creators too. So maybe it's just, maybe it's just how it hit me. Hmm. Yeah. Well, two out of three. Ain't bad. <laughs> it ain't bad. All right, New Mutants numbers one and two. We uh, caught up on New Mutants. Which is what's it called? Dead Souls. Yeah, Dead Souls. And this, I think it's uh, a, I think it's a mini series. I think. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, from Marvel Comics by Matt Rosenberg and Adam Gorham. Uh, speaking of horror books, this is another one. It felt like a, a kind of a horror TV show, um, which I quite enjoyed. Uh, I like the cast of kind of lower tier X-Men characters. So I assumed that this would be in um, your wheelhouse, Mark. Yeah. Um, and it, it goes along with what I got from the new mutants trailer um, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that keeps, keeps being um, shuffled back and back and back. What a bummer. Uh, well, release this would have, this would have released uh, at the same time as the movie. If yeah. it was originally going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Which which is fine. I mean, if they're if they're doing it to retool itself or to make it better, that's fine. Um, if they're doing it to kind of fit into this new Sony Marvel Fox agreement, then I'm okay with that too. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and I, I think uh, it's cool that there's like a horror book that um, X an X Men horror book that yeah. if there's anything that's going to draw me into the, the x-men universe which i i left long ago it would be the fact that they're doing horror with it mm-hmm. so. yeah i was really impressed when i heard that they were doing that with the new mutants movie and i'm it makes sense that they would follow suit with the new mutants comic book uh, it's just so hard to tell all of the x books apart after a while yeah mm-hmm. so i think they should be doing more stuff like this with their x universe titles make one maybe more crime drama make one more horror and then you can have a superhero version but right now it's all superheroes and then oh here's this little outlier of a horror book which is probably my favorite one so far yeah i i definitely think that um I mean, this has a more of an X Factor feel to it than a, a, yeah. than a New Mutants feel to it. It's half I, the cast of X Factor. I was yeah. gonna say yeah. it is X Factor. <laughs> yeah, but um, still, I mean, it's cool. I mean, you've got Karma there. You've got you've got magic. You've got uh, Warlock showing up at the end of this issue, which I I wish they would have prolonged that reveal um, for a little while longer. Well, it's only four oh. four issues, I think. Oh, I guess so. So I guess maybe they have to hurry it up. But even if they would have just made some techno-organic weirdness uh, coming out of the door and just yeah. hint at it rather than just a big reveal, I, I, that was the only thing that really kind of, um, like, that that I that just, I don't know, put me back a tiny bit. Mm. Um, one thing that is present is, is uh, Rosenberg's really uh, good gift for uh, just conversational kind of yep. back and uh-huh. forths. Uh, different personalities, fun, fun, uh, fun lines, fun line deliveries, and things like that. So, yeah, really... uh, we we like Matt Rosenberg here on the show quite a bit. He's done some of my favorite comic books of the last couple of years over at Black Mass Studios, right? Yeah, yeah. This is this uh, is actually four kids first... walk into the bank. Uh, we, we can, can never, never go, go home. home. 
Yeah. This is the first of his I've read. Oh. Really, like, to be completely honest. I have a couple of thoughts about this. But this like, um, I... I liked it a lot, but I and I mainly liked it because of him. Like, there's a mean streak that goes through these books that I I really dig. Uh-huh. Like, uh, boom boom being drunk and then yeah. all of a sudden sober. Um, the the Russian sci- uh, the Russian scientist or explorer getting getting crushed, getting yeah. murdered. That was and amazing. It's a, punch, it's a strong guy. For a strong joke. guy is crushed <laughs> if I it's stomped on, and he's like, oh, and he's holding the dude. Russian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and basically, strong guy survives because he has superpowers. But yeah. the Russian guy, he goes, oh, yeah. the Russian isn't." I think. No. He's yeah. The, yeah. Is well, not. he even yeah. says, "Here, help me get <laughs> him out from a... under this." But then he sees the he sees the corpse. He goes, "Ah, never mind." <laughs> <laughs> There's just it's it's this great mean streak that's not it's not destructive, but it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the in in the first because I I read these back to back in the first issue, I was like, okay, that's cool. Like. I don't know the current continuity of um, these characters, so introducing this this organization and what they're doing there and stuff that was I was just like uh, okay, rolling with it, just going. Um, yeah, so I, it was a little really... it was a little rushed or harsh, but yeah. the second issue when they actually just like really start getting into the groove of things, I was I was laughing out loud. It was actually pretty great. The only really thing that think... I would com- oh go ahead oh sorry I I really think the only the only uh, character that's had like an appearance. Um, outside of like in the last couple of years um, is magic. It seems like uh-huh. everyone else has kind of just been in limbo for a little while. So that's, yeah, that's all I wanted to add. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the only thing that I would, I guess maybe complain, not even a complaint because it's, it's kind of on deaf ears. There's a, a couple of like panel progressions that were confusing. So like um, if you don't know anything about Wolf, Wolf Spain, the character that she can go full wolf yeah. or, or not, like all of a sudden, there's a talking dog in the scene, <laughs> and then all of a sudden there isn't a talking dog. Yeah, and yeah. even back in Peter David's X Factor days, I I always had trouble reading her dialogue because they do it phonetically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was yeah. just. Other than that, though, it's a super fun ass book. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. really glad that you made us read this, Mark. Uh, I'm super into it, and I I wasn't I was surprised at how much I was excited to see Boom Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Which, she from? She's from X-Force. She's from the yeah. Rob Liefeld X-Force. Yeah, oh, she came so in really she came in with Rusty and Skids. It was like those three <laughs> were like like Rusty and Skids were just like this these three like I don't know, they were just regular weirdos, I guess. Uh, I mean, like Jubilee is kind of like boom boom with a little bit more heft to it. I basically you mean boom boom you is know? Jubilee. Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, no, Jubilee has more heft you think? to her. Yeah, I think Boom Boom is just more of a flighty kind of person here. Um, here she's just snarky. She gets oh, drunk. She chews bubblegum. She's kind of like the mall rat, just like how Jubilee was. Like, mm-hmm. Jubilee was living in a mall, like, when she when they first found her. She was basically mm-hmm. – um, she was living on, like, shoplifting and uh, and just living in, in – I don't know, uh, living on the street. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, Boom Boom actually seems like she might be coming from some type of affluent family, is just kind of spoiled brat a little bit, you know, party girl. See, to sort me, of thing. she's she's Jubilee, but with a useful ability. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not a vampire too. Which yeah, is good. That's uh, still happening. But here she keeps on showing. Yeah, she's still a vampire. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> here, the thing is, though, um, they're representing. 
the powers a little differently here. Like Boom Boom used to make little balls and then throw the balls and then she would count down three, two, one, and they would explode. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Um, here, it I looks love like this she's where just, she, she shoots, where she's she, shooting. She shoots fire, basically. Well, almost. she shoots explosions is what I took it as. Instead yeah. of having to throw a ball, she's able to like cock her finger like a finger gun and just go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I thought was a pretty badass visual. I love. I think I'm she did that too back in the day too. Yeah. But uh, for some reason, I always thought that it, they came out as like little balls of of stuff. But yeah, I do think that um, the communication of powers could have been done a little bit better. Um, <laughs> there's one here in the second issue where the giant kind of appears for the first time and they attack him. And uh, like everybody's attacking him and there's nothing. Like Boom Boom shoots an explosion at him and. Uh, um, Richter pulls up a uh like a pile of rocks and hits him right in the ass with it. <laughs> Do you see that? That's Nick? true, yeah. <laughs> it goes yeah. right right in his ass and it breaks up. It's like it's not working. But um I just thought that was funny that he aims and it hits him right in the ass. Hey, Mark, you sound like a uh a, a X Men guy. When did Richter get his powers back? Uh, oh, that was a while ago. I guess he, this was, I think that was one of the X-Force, uh, X-Force things of Peter David where he got it back. Um, uh, it was, they, they actually had X-Factor? like, a, was that like a Terrigen? Uh, yeah, I, X-Factor. I, it was long before that. It was back when Peter David was doing it. And oh no, that's, he was, that's actually the Peter David stuff is the only stuff that I read completely. Yeah. So was it like, uh, I think it was towards, it was, it was, uh, it was around back? when. God, I don't it remember. Was before it was before the the relaunch where it was Gambit and uh, and those yeah, that, I fell off that. Um, but it was before that. But it was around the around like towards the towards the end of it where um, Richter was hanging out with them. He didn't have any powers, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden, like something happened, and his powers just started coming back slowly because Shatterstar was on the team, and Richter was like. Shatterstar's yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, and, they're, uh, they're a couple. Yeah. And they, um, so putting that, uh, I, I think that um, he was at risk so many times that all of a sudden his powers were, I don't know, rejuvenated or whatever. Hmm. You know, right. I don't, I don't know the, the, the specifics of it, but yeah, he got him, he got him back. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't right. remember if it was something that was retconned way back when or if it's like a new development. No, I think he's had him for a little while. Yeah. Mm. I have, there's a couple of things that I liked about this. And it's very, very small. The fact that they were all having brunch and uh, they, everyone got whisked away to a uh, mission and they just left Shatterstar sitting there with, with the, the bill, check. with the check. Yeah, but I also, he doesn't eat. <laughs> but I also, yeah, it's true. But uh, I was expecting him to be on the team now. I was like, oh, Shatterstar got added. Nope. He's just having brunch with them and then just got left behind, which I thought yeah. was kind of cool. And then in issue two... Uh, they're having a conversation that I liked where they're questioning the person who has hired them all, um, Sean. Yeah. And they're like, oh, is there, wasn't there anyone else you can get? And she was like, well, yeah, I I tried other people, but you're the only ones I could, (laughs) who would say yes or whatever. Everyone else was busy. Nothing better to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're the only one that didn't have something going on. Yeah. It was just real nonchalant. Like you're you're my third shot your third string yeah Yeah. and then richter says yeah but why us strange voodoo that twink from the young avengers what's their that's their scene since when do you care and i saw the word twink and i went i i I thought twink was like a derogatory term 
pejorative. Yeah. But, but uh, I guess so it's, what I it's okay was, because Richter's gay too. So what I did was I, I tweeted at um, Matt Rosenberg. And I said, hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, is this – so what's up What's up with this? So he responded to me actually, which is what I love about Twitter yeah. sometimes. It's definitely not a slur, <laughs> he says. It's slang. And for many in the gay community, it is an enviable descriptor as it implies yeah. someone who is young and skinny and Richter is not straight. So, yeah, that was awesome. And he, he said, happy yeah. to help. Richter is a bit of a jerk. So he might be uh, being a bit dismissive, not using his name, but it's not malicious. So I thought yeah. that was kind of a nice little interaction that Twitter, yeah. Twitter can be great. I think he's talking about not Hulkling, but who's the other guy? Um, Hulkling's boyfriend. Wiccan. 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 Yeah, Wiccan. Yeah. 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 And I, I haven't seen those guys in a while, so, or I haven't or read those guys in a while. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I didn't take it as a slur either because I knew that, that Richter was, was gay. And, and it's like, I didn't you know, know it's it's like uh, it's like African-American folks calling each other the N-word. Mm-hmm. It's allowed, I guess, within your own community, I guess. Yeah, it, so. In context of the conversation, he's being a bit of a shit. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. he's a shit the whole I mean, everybody's a shit in this thing. Well, except except strong guy. Strong guy's always awesome. I've I've just he's oh, always wait. one of my favorites. Hang on. Let's talk about that. Ruining that fucking kitten's life. Yeah. <laughs> it grew up in hell. In yeah. hell. First of all, how would she know that it wouldn't have just gotten eaten immediately? Yes. Yeah. And then she pulled it out, and like that—that's a full-grown this cat. Thing is traumatized forever. Also, yeah. it it doesn't like help cats, the situation. That's horrible. It doesn't help the situation because it's like, oh, it's a kitten. It doesn't know how to protect itself or do anything or or live on its own. So she ages it, but without any of the experience that it would have trying to stay alive. Well, so it's still uh, it's still maybe it has hyper experience. Wait, I was gonna say, arguably now it knows how to navigate limbo. No, it doesn't. She never let go spawn. of it. It's going to look around and it's like, I have she no demons go of it. to eat. She dips it in. Oh, I see. You're right. I she see. does completely let go of it. I see that little panel. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And I would, however I long that, that was, cat, it could have died. That, I want that cat to come back and be like uh, the new hell cat and uh, <laughs> basically have, have, have this cat who grew up in hell like uh murdering just, everybody he's the one with the knowledge of how to fight yeah. alien or how to fight demons you know <laughs> oh man but yeah, yeah um, this, this uh this series is great as as usual with matt rosenberg you yeah. can't go wrong man he's killing it this is awesome he he's really good with like team books um i think like because it, it's that interaction between characters that he gets really really well and it just makes you like the characters even though they might not be saying anything important or um or even nice um it still makes you invested in who they were uh, and who they are everything um the only the only thing that that bothers me is just that i don't like for two issues now it's like magic is batman um where he she basically solves it um and the other guys are just kind of there to provide the witty banter and just mm-hmm. to provide like some of the stuff. Um, I don't want that to happen, that, that to be just like the basis of every story um, because mm. this that's happened with two, two issues now. Um, it feels like I, I, one of the things that I love about team books is that um, initially it's like, it starts out and you get, this is the way the new mutants came when it first came out it came out, there was an arc where um, first there's an arc and you get to know like Sunspot. Then there's an arc and you get to know like Cannonball and then Danny Moonstar and then Rain. And then like, you know, 
everybody gets a, a chance to shine. And I know this is a mini series, not a ongoing series or anything. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's like I miss that that sort of aspect where you sort of get to know the characters through time instead of just having a really truncated kind of like getting to know you. This is the person. This is how they this is how they interact with everybody. This is how this is how they function in a group. And now we're moving on to this this sort of uh, way of storytelling. But um, I understand why they're doing it that way. It's just because um, there's less time. There's no guarantee you're going to have 20 issues like Chris Claremont did back in 1985. But um, still, for some reason, I, I just miss that aspect of it. Just the mm-hmm. kind of slow getting to know you sort of yeah. way of I'm, I'm hoping that this is one of those cases where they're trying out uh, a miniseries in the hopes of having an ongoing. And yeah. I, I hope he does get an ongoing because this is a bucket of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other hand, Venomized number one came out from Marvel, uh, from Cullen Bunn and Eben Coelho. Coelho? And, uh, oh boy, do I, I should care about this because I like Venom. I like symbiotes, uh, but I think I like two symbiotes. I think I like the Venom symbiote and I like the Carnage symbiote. Anything over that and I don't give a shit. And this is that to the nth degree. Basically, this is a continuation of what's been going on in the Poison X crossover between X-Men Blue and Venom and, uh... He's, also, I, wasn't it was is this does this have to do with Planet of the Symbiotes as well? No. N- uh, no. Okay, uh, y- not the story. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, like they do reference Clintar and all of this other stuff that happened like way back in Guardians of the Galaxy when Flash was a member, and they solved like the symbiote issue. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the other. Brian Michael Bendis had done a big. Uh, uh, yeah, that was that was story. Was yeah, they they referenced that. Is that what you're talking about, Mark? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm... yeah. My bad. Yeah, that's what I'm talking else. about. Okay. Yeah, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy, and then they were, they went to the planet, and I didn't read any of it. I just heard about it, and it's just whenever they have more than more than Carnage and Venom, I um, I tune out as well, JD. Yep. I so, just do not care. I le- uh, so I did read all that um, <laughs> because I. So when it comes to Venom, I didn't care for it when I was younger. So Eddie Brock doesn't mean anything to me. But I really, really, really liked um, Remender's run with Flash. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That, Agent that Venom. Amazingly brilliant. And then they took that character and then they put him on, I think it was Secret Avengers. And that was fantastic. And then they took that character and put him in the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to follow this dude. Um, and in that, they did discover the origin of the symbiote, where it came from, and then you learn that that symbiote specifically was damaged. That's why it's uh, a parasite. And the, the people on the planet, or the you know the creators of the symbiotes, actually fixed the symbiote. They fixed uh, what we know as venom, and then it was optimal. So, so it, did one... it, it didn't need a host. No, uh, it it needs a host to function, but it was a paras. It, it's not supposed to be a parasite. Oh, okay. So, like the ideal symbiote isn't a parasite. Like, yeah. uh, and this one was, uh, you know, broken discard and discarded, and then you know eventually found its way onto Earth and has been the one that's been terrorizing for decades. And they fixed it. They cured it. 
So you had like the Venom Space Knight stuff that was with, and that's when the look was different. It looked like a big kind of mech suit. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to look. Oh, now, okay. what's happened since then? I'm not sure. I guess there was that Venomverse thing. <laughs> yeah, and all of this other stuff that uh, I gleamed on by reading the, you know, the recap page. Yes, but uh, this was fine. <laughs> <laughs> It was fine. All of that like, build up to it was fine. Well, like yes. I Venom is one of those things where I if it's if it's really really crazy and good, I enjoy it and anything other than that is like indifferent to don't care, like to hate. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have no really like strong feelings about the the character, but I think as you you put like depend it's it's really the person in the suit. I don't care about like this symbiote or a thousand symbiotes as like the MacGuffin. Like I give a shit about Flash Thompson. I give a shit about, you know, Cletus Cassidy and like I don't care about Rock. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. What what is going on with um Flash Thompson right now? I uh, think he's, he's agent just... anti venom. He's anti venom. Oh right. that's right. Yeah. You're right. I forgot. Yeah, he's back to being uh... anti venom. Whatever. Not even, yeah. See that that old convoluted mess was. Weird. I like. I remember. I, I I vaguely remember the what was it the ways to die and during Brand New Day when they yeah. introduced, they made Brock, anti venom, and that was actually kind of cool. Like he was able to cure anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I don't, other than like, recognition, them making him, them bringing him back as as full on venom, but. From what I gleaned in this book, it doesn't seem like it's a burden anymore. He's just like, yeah, cool. We should do that. Like, he's got full control of it now. Yeah. It's not, well, it's, and that's, it's not that's internal what's weird. Struggle. That's what's weird for me. Um, they're just picking and choosing who is uh, who is taken over and corrupted by the venom, and who mm-hmm. is just infected by it and but can't get out of the costume. But they're still. Um, okay, like Spidey, Thor, Hercules, they're all okay. Um, oh no, these are different symbiotes, right? Yeah. Okay. So what I gathered reading it, and I didn't do any like other research. Uh, I just went with it. These bad guys are weaponizing symbiotes, right? Yeah. When they get, when the people get taken over, just like what happened with um, Peter Parker in the story, yeah. they're still them until they're activated so like now they're just sleeper agents so like wolverine is acting like wolverine uh the thing is trying to like be a good guy yeah. but they are venom but the longer they're, they're, they're in it the longer i don't even know it, if the it's the longer oh, okay. I, i'm not even clear if it's the longer they're in it it's just more along the lines of whenever they decide to activate this hive mind thing that they keep talking about yeah, yeah. and you know using them as weapons maybe then that's when the symbiotes will take control, but as of right now, all of these people are infected, and yeah. whatever happens, like they have their own faculties. But who the who the fuck knows after this? I don't, I don't really know. I mean, yeah, I don't care. Some of it was confusing. Yeah, I don't care either. Some of it was confusing too. I think when Peter Parker um, came across like the Punisher symbiote, yeah. I was like, all right, so is that actual Castle that's been infected? Is that some weird Avatar looking fucker? Yeah. That's a bad guy. How many are there? It was. If this happened in one other miniseries that I don't know about, okay. <laughs> like, 
I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, it's, fine. It, it, it just has, this is, uh, they just need to stop. They need to simplify. It's just, uh, I, Venom, I mean, if the Venom movie came out now in, in theaters or somebody saw the trailer to Venom before, like, whatever's coming out next, like, uh, like Avengers or Deadpool or whatever, and they buy this series they're not going to be back for anything like mm-hmm. that. They yeah. have to, they have to learn to do synergy uh, with the product and, and the other stuff. And it, I'm sorry. I, I, I just personally, I don't like alternate realities. I don't like multiple versions of people. I, um, I don't like like that sort of storytelling because I think it's, I think it's the, it, I don't, I'm not accusing Colin Bunn of being lazy, but I do think it's lazy storytelling where it's like, basically we're just going to have everybody become Venom and that's it. Um, And the only part that I liked was Spider-Man in here. Uh And it's like, this is not a Spider-Man book. This should be a Venom book. And it's Mm -hmm. like the Spider-Man part was the only part that was even mildly interesting to me. Um, all the rest of it, it was confusing. I didn't know like the backstory of it. I understand this is the second part in a like a series that's been going on from one miniseries to the next. But yeah, but why then not just give it an ongoing series. Yeah, give it know? something so that you know that you know Spider Men happened and then Spider Men Two happened. Yeah, so yeah. you knew so, that what you were reading. Yeah, this isn't unlike what Colin. Cullen Bunn did with uh, his Deadpool series, the way that they released them all. Like, the it was, what was it? Deadpool versus the Marvel Universe, and then Deadpool yeah. versus literature, and then De- They were yeah. all separate miniseries, but they kept all building onto each other to yeah. the point where they, like, the jokes themselves came, like, impenetrable if you didn't yeah. read, like, the six other miniseries. Sure. That's what this feels like. Like, this is number one, but it's really, like, the third freaking story. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's. I, I, I mean, did. it's the worst part of storytelling. I mean, the only other part I'm mildly interested in is Carnage in a Venom suit. That would be kind of interesting. That was kind of cool. But really, it's not. It's 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 just gonna be. It's just gonna be Carnage. I mean, it's it's Cletus Cassidy. That's what we want to mm-hmm. see. We don't want Cletus Cassidy is Carnage. It's not like Carnage just basically gave uh, like the the symbiote Carnage gave. Cletus Cassidy the power to be as evil as he wants to be um, mm-hmm. and more bloodthirsty than that um, and it's just I don't know it was it was just uh, and they keep they kept referencing like over and over again is like he's the anomaly it's the anomaly yeah. oh the anomaly makes me scared that the anomaly is here I'm like yeah. all right fuck I got it he's gonna be your plot device two issues from now I get it just yeah. let's go I, and um, the uh, there was something else too that was just so weird like I did dig that, so I don't know where these, I guess they're the poisons or whatever the these bad guys are, mm-hmm. yeah. but I, I did think it was kind of funny that uh, the main baddie looks like Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> what well, is Thanos, his, right? Yeah, it's like a conquered Thanos. It's not a venomized Thanos. Thanos. It's, it's not our Thanos, though. It's from another reality. Yes. And so, so his right hand, like, so whatever version of reality's doom it would be. Is okay with just being Thanos's bitch? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's just it, and and the the design on some of them, it was very it was very obvious who they were supposed to be. But then some of them was like, who's that supposed to be? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there was one that was Morbius. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't Empire. know. That. 
I, until he ate the guy's neck, I didn't know who that was. Oh, as soon yeah. as I saw him, I was like, oh, that's that's Morbius. Yeah. The Black yeah. Widow one was like, uh, no, that's just a Lady Venom. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of this book. I just don't... this is for somebody. It's just not for us. It's yeah. yeah if you've been grooving on everything that everything Venom I, I, over the last like couple of months, the last I guess the last Poison X or or what was it called? Poison X, Poison, Venom Incorporated. That's what yes, it was. Yes, thank you. Uh, if you it. were grooving on that series, I guess you would want to continue with this. But mm-hmm. have at it. I'm not yeah. into it. Ditto. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, let's move nothing. on to another <laughs> comic book. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, it's the last one. Last but not least. The last one. Marvel from Marvel Comics by Tom Taylor and Ramon Rosanas. This is the old, old Woman Laura storyline, which uh, is supposed to be a take on Old Man Logan. But you knew mm-hmm. that. And so this is the future yeah. of Laura. And basically we've got Kamala Khan as the president. We've got Laura and um, Gabby are still a team, still doing some shit. And, uh, yeah, what did you guys think of this? Mark didn't like you it. first. You want me to go first? Mark didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, sure, why not? If I'll I like, don't wait, like do, alternative wait, do versions. Go first? If you want to, I'll, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know what? I'll go first. Okay, I'll yeah. probably want to. I'll probably want to interject because I disagree vehemently. Good. I loved this. Good for the bad. I this this was this was a bucket of fun. This was so cool. So like I have not been reading this series, but I it's like tangentially kind of like I've dipped in and and have read about it and I like Tom Taylor as a writer. It just I just didn't jump on. Mm-hmm. This is great. I uh, uh-uh. I'm I'm the same way. I I do like Laura. I love Gabby. I love uh I love her as um Honey Badger, Honey Badger I, think she, yeah. I think she's fucking fantastic. And uh, this is a series that I would like to have kept up with, but due mm-hmm. to just time constraints, I just was un- unable to. But I will definitely be going back and reading it all through in trades when I'm uh, when I'm able to. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you on this. Uh, I understand why Mark wouldn't like this, though. I get it. I, I and and like what made it even better for me was I've never heard of. Ramon Rosanas before, mm-hmm. but he is fantastic. So like he had this like this clean style that was it's it was almost like a weird blend between like uh, a Paco Medina, but then there was some facial expressions and some character work that was almost quietly esque. Hmm. Like the there's or, a scene uh, Keith Giffen or not Keith Giffen, uh, Kevin McGuire. Kevin McGuire. McGuire. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. There is there's a couple of like um, uh, if I could I'll pull it up and I'll I'll try and tell you the page but when she gets shot in the chest and it's uh it's like a four <laughs> panel yeah nice it's a four a four I'm... uh landscape panel page and then they close up on faces yeah there's a couple of like really good close ups that are, are almost like quietly faces but mm. with the cleaner uh a thicker line like it's just. This book was fun as hell, and I I think I will continue it from here. Absolutely. I uh, 100% agree. At least this arc, and then I'll go back someday and read the rest. And I also like how it's a very different reality from the Old Man Logan series, where Mm -hmm. everything is fucking bullshit, everything sucks, everything's a desert and it's been taken over by... Uh, the villains. This is a a um, alternate future where the superheroes have won. There seems to be a mm-hmm. utopia going on, and everything's well, at least just, yeah. just shits and giggles. Um, 
But yeah, even this uh, this double page spread of everyone fighting, uh, Mark, I agree. It it does look very Maguire esque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. yeah I, which which I miss him his work so much. Oh, I, he's I mean, great. I wish he would he's, come back to comics and do some he's more. He's doing. Comics. He's doing one of Bendis's Man of Steel. Oh really? Oh, oh awesome! Yeah, uh, one of the you know he's got like six artists for yeah. that six week thing. I'm yeah. almost positive Kevin McGuire is one of them. Yeah, I know. Oh, I can't wait! Can't wait! Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I also love a Honey Badger's outfit. I love her haircut with the W shaved into the back there. Um, and shouldn't it be an H oh, though? Well, I mean, I think she's Wolverine. Well, she's now. Wolverine now. She's taking over oh, as Wolverine. Jinx. Um. Oh okay. uh, uh, wait. Can we? Can I, one more thing? Yeah. Uh. Badass, grizzled old Maria Hill is my favorite new character in all comics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's amazing, and that's all. Okay, Carry go on. ahead, Mark. Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> we'll stop gushing just, so that you can hate it. I'm yeah. just patient, patiently <laughs> hating this book, waiting to here. unleash the fury, <laughs> waiting for you guys to stop. All right, I don't like future stories. Future stories are stupid because <laughs> because Wolverine is coming back already. And so, which is, this isn't going to even be really relevant of, of anything. It's not going to happen. Why? I don't, th- no. this is not going to be the, the future of these characters. Why does the, the existence of Logan negate the existence of, of this mattering? Because, Only then because she they don't. Wolverine. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> is there more than one Green Lantern? Is there more In than my one world. Green Arrow? Is there ah, more than one Hawkeye? Is there more is... than one. Yeah, there is, I, there is, but there. I don't like it that there's more than one Hawkeye. I think that there should be another. There should be another character with the name Hawkeye. I don't. What? What the about characters. the other four, four examples I just gave you? Green Lantern <laughs> is a core, is and it was a core from its is beginning. There... Green Lantern was a core from the beginning. Uh, Green... Flash, Flash's mm-hmm. legacy. Now DC is about legacy. Marvel has not been about legacy until like the last maybe five years. So it's invalid because they're trying it? It's not invalid. Let me finish. I let you talk. (laughs) Um, uh, What I'm saying is that these characters, um, they're cool. I like it that Laura is becoming her own character. I think there was, there was nothing wrong with her going back or her being like X 23 or having some other kind of name like that. Taking over as Wolverine is just uh, to me. It just it's just feels like something that's annoying because it's inevitably going to go back to Wolverine anyway. Wolverine is Logan. I mean, it's like it's like Bruce Banner is the Hulk. It's like uh, Spider Man is Peter Parker. It's like Mm -hmm. anyone else kind of like trying to wear those costumes is all trying to live up to another character. Marvel's characters are that strong, Um, whereas in in uh, DC. One can argue that it's the costume, or and it's it's the legacy. Even in even Superman is a legacy character from Krypton. Um, mm-hmm. Here, I think that one of the things that that um, I, I don't mind the story. I mean, the story's okay. It's okay that that I guess um, I I mean I don't mind it. I got to about like page twenty and wondering if there was going to be any other guy than the bald guy in this move in this book. Um, it's like everybody is just, it's all women like president Kamala Khan, Maria Hill, head of shield. You know, it's a wonder not every one of the shield agents came into the, that came in the room weren't, weren't female. It just felt like it, it felt like there was, there, there's, there's, 
if if this were if the roles were reversed, there would there would be a frustration to a, a lot of people. Like, where are the girls in this book? Why is this an all guy book? But no, this is a this is like an all girl book. Um, and the other thing is that this references the single my single least favorite new aspect of Wolverine. Um, that has shown up in the last maybe 20 years. It's just the fact that he can basically reconstruct himself from anything. Mm. Um, Wolverine would get shot in the head and at least he would fall down and recover and try to recover from, from the thing himself back together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it would take a second. This honey badger is shot a foot long, a foot wide hole in the middle of her chest, taking out her heart and she doesn't even stagger. Yeah. And it's like, it, it goes, it goes all the way back to Garth Ennis, the Punisher roll running, uh, Wolverine over with a steamroller. And it's like, ever since then, it's like, he's become the comical kind of Deadpool kind of character where basically you can chop off Wolverine's head and he's, he's okay. All you Mm got to do is just wait a second. And I absolutely that, agree with that. I fucking um, hate that aspect yeah. of of this. Of I hated that scene where she gets a hole blown in. Maybe she gets an arm blown, or maybe she gets like, I don't know, burned, whatever, you know. But but a giant mm-hmm. hole through the middle of the chest annoyed the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. So those are my three gripes. That's that's, it. that's one Sorry. of the things I really liked about the first X Men movie. It was a really just one line, and basically Rogue, you know, he pops his claws, and she goes, "Oh, does that hurt?" And he goes, "Every time." Uh, mm-hmm. And that sort of that gave a humanity to a character that I, I felt kind of needed it. Um, yeah. I agree. I think leave that sort of shenanigans up for Deadpool. Deadpool yeah. can be the guy who walks around with his head and his arms still talking and it's he's a cartoon. It's fine. But yeah. I, I do agree with that about Wolverine. And I don't know enough about Gabby Gabby to know why that's OK, because in yeah. the, in I the mean, book that's right shot now, out spine even that, in, that in, shot was like. In the book right now, I don't think she even has a uh, healing factor. Oh, okay. well, she's she's um, she I think she does like she's 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 um, reaching the age. Oh, okay. Because mm. I, I think for a while there, she didn't have a healing factor. That's why she's oh, got scars she scars on her. Yeah, in in the books now, yeah, she's she's younger. She's like she acts as like the little sister to Laura. Yeah. Uh, because they're both they're both the clones of the same like attendance. Um, but uh, also too, they they make mention that these clones are obviously they're more optimized because they're genetically engineered than Wolverine is. But you're right, I completely like disassembling and then just like brushing it off. I mean that um, shot a hole do, even through I would like spine. to counter two of your other points. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> <Taken>. <laughs> um, uh, did you have the same feelings with like, like when when somebody else takes over Batman's cowl? That like, fuck this. I'm not going to read it. No, because I knew that that was like part of the evolution of the story. Um, it's not like, it's not like they they did. I, well, I guess they did it with Damien a little bit, yeah. but um, and they did it with Tim, I guess now too. But back in the day, though, like when Azrael did it, and then when Dick did it, it was part of like an ongoing story, and it gave Dick a chance to evolve and see what the costume was like. But then it kind of made he he Which, went back to his own Nightwing sort of thing, saying like, "Yeah, I, I experienced the cow. That's not for me. I'm doing my own thing." I, his whole thing is about growing up and leaving the nest like a literal mm-hmm. like robin 
Um, well, this arguably could be the same thing, though, right? It could be, I, but I, I don't I, see like, this happening. I, not in not in this this reality right here. This this future story because they yeah. she never refers to herself as Wolverine at all, and by now you don't know like who is alive and who isn't. Well, she and then shows also, up in the in the Oval Office in a Wolverine costume, though. In her costume. Yeah. Whatever, her, like, and it's it's red and white, right? Like, I don't know. I, I think you're making a lot of inferences to to justify that you think this doesn't matter. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a to me. If it doesn't happen in the here and now, if it's an alternate story, uh-huh. or it's a, or if it's another time, like a, a future story, it, mm-hmm. it 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 it's it's just irrelevant to me. And that's the way it has yeah. been. I mean, JD I, I completely get that. that. Oh yeah, that's yeah. JD knows that that I just can't I, stand these future. I stories. honestly, I honestly usually feel really the, the pretty much the same way when they do like alternate or this or that. Like unless it's entertaining, I could give two fucks because of the same most of the same things you're saying. Where it's just like, all right, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna reverse this in like three issues. Like, okay, who cares? Yeah. But if it's entertaining and I'm in it, I don't care. That's cool. Like with um. You know, when they brought back the the five original X-Men, I'm like, that's a stupid idea. And the fact that yeah. they're not home yet, it blows my mind. And, but during that first, like, chunk, it was really enjoyable. And it was really great. And it served a purpose. Uh, so, like, I feel the same way about this. Uh, but I, I, I hear what you mean. Like, it, well, unless I, it, quote-unquote, matters. Yeah. Well, you, have trouble, I, I, you have trouble, like, investing in it. One of the things that, that bothered me was just the fact that, like, uh, like it, Old Man Logan, good story. But it like mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that all of them are going to be good stories or like, you know, like the old man Hawkeye is going to be fantastic or old man like old man gloop is going to be <laughs> something that's going to be necessary. Um, I would just, read old man dupe. Like, <laughs> yeah, dupe. That's what it is. Not gloop. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, but uh, that's that's the uh, future version. of That's that's the knockoff gloop <laughs> goop or dupe. It's whatever the fuck his name is. Well, that's the bad guy. That's the bad but, guy. Uh, it's dupe gloop. Yes, yes. Uh, but if I don't know, I, I just think that like they, they did it with the Elseworlds stuff. It was special mm-hmm. when Elseworlds when they had like one or two. But when there were like 50 Elseworlds out, it just got to be just really I mean, you could mm-hmm. predictable and uninteresting and just it's it's the copy of a copy of a copy which i like it that honey badger is a little goofy and she's a little bit of a weird knockoff because she's Mm -hmm. a clone of a clone i like that i i kind of wish like laura would go away and just focus on honey badger because that she's her own character you know i would too yeah i i would be totally happy with that and and i i i want to i want to call bullshit on all girl book why? And if it was an all guy book, if it was an all guy book, people would be complaining. Dude, most of them are all guy books. They are not. It's a, name one book that we read this week. And, and, uh, this week, I, well, you you didn't say that it was limited to the five books we read this week. Well, I know the this is a, this is a cross that. section. This was a just, cross section of what came out this like, week. I just feel like that's a bit of a bunk comment because. But it's look, not, I'll none of these characters. None of these characters are shoehorned in. None of these characters are shoehorned in. They have part of this whole series going forward. There they wasn't have, an yes. unin- there wasn't a disinclusion dis- of men. It's just the main no. characters in this story happen to be female. And that's, that's I mean, and that's fine. That's fine. That was my that was the least amount of annoyance in the book. But the most is from my from that's my like being, worst, yeah. from my big to from my from my of the three number one was Wolverine, just healing factor. 
out of yeah. control. Yeah. Number two <laughs> is future. Number two is the fact that it's a future story. And I just don't like those stories. And number three is just that like, I mean, I, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's not like I am, I'm totally against there being like, I, I mean, I hope there is a woman president someday, but it's like it, every future future i i wasn't going that far with it i'm not accusing you of anything i just like it was something i didn't even notice as like a a a poor point because there are a lot of men in this in this book they're just not the main characters yeah like the double page splash is like all dudes the they're like the the, not really i mean that's what interested me at the at the double page it was like it, this is the cross section of the Marvel universe at the time, and it's just, it's just weird. I uh, this one in that splash, which I mm-hmm. like. Uh, what is that thing, Honey Badger has? Does she just have like a bag over her head? She wears a hoodie. Oh, uh, she yeah, uh, her she's got like this um, this like hoodie outfit that looks like it's like a you know those novelty hoodies of like Wolverine's face or yeah. Deadpool's mask. It's she oh. wears one of those is like a joke. Well, I, it's weird because it's like if, from the from the way it's looking, it looks like she's wearing like an aim helmet and there's the yeah. visor. You know what I mean? It just yeah. I just didn't I couldn't see what that was. I was like That was a little rough. But but, but um, and also too like I think it's it's I I think Tom Taylor is just being crazy cuz didn't he didn't he uh, he like cut his teeth writing those injustice books that were just bad shit. Yes, he did. He yeah. did. Yeah. I and, feel like and... this is a fun, bad shit way for him to do it in the Marvel universe. Like, nah, fuck it. Let's call it doom war that, <laughs> that took over everything. And like, Rob, yeah, let's do this and let's do that. Like, I think that's crazy and fun. Yeah. Rob loved those, love those too. So you're, you're, uh, you're replacing the right person on this. <laughs> but, uh, um, all right. Any guesses on who's the guy flying towards them? It's it's a red herring. It's not. I think it's going to be somebody that um, a honey badger called in for reinforcements. That's what I thought he's got, too. He's got one arm, or maybe he's just <laughs> maybe he's just flying with one arm. Or is it she? He's got a glove. I don't know. A glove, I, yeah, he or she. But oh well, I I, it it has to be another woman at this point. So I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it can only be a woman. I swear to God, this whole Unless it doesn't have any entire credibility. It. Like, yeah, it's either. And if it's a male, it's a bad guy. Probably a bad guy. Yes. It's just, it's just a bad guy that voted for Trump. That's who it is. God, these progressives, I swear. Oh God! No, I'm not even like, the woman thing. The woman thing was just a tertiary thing. The whole, Dude, the, the main thing is I'm gonna future, ride it all the way till it's over. It just it doesn't matter. The future and a big hole in her chest. <laughs> and then they even said she was smashed into a puddle of jelly. She was smashed into a puddle of jelly, and yeah. uh, like you know, it's just take her home in jars. Yeah, and once, yeah, once you have crazy. a character like that that has no weaknesses, then what's the point? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I get. I it. mean, even Superman has kryptonite, for God's sakes, mm-hmm. you know. And if you're <laughs> smashing you. into jelly, there's no way you would basically just be have, leave your adamantium skeleton just standing there. Then, and then there, what do you do? Just jelly it back onto the skeleton? Yeah, that's how that's how uh, the human body works. Is it? Oh wait, then wouldn't that blaster have revealed like a spine? Should you been. know what? I don't know enough about. Gabby, does she have an adamantium skeleton also, or is it just blades? Well, her her blades in this are uh, look like energy, right? I know, but she doesn't she have blades now? I got I don't know enough about her. Yeah, 
Are they are they adamantium? I have no idea. Yeah, but they could just be like her wrists. I don't know. You know, like yeah. um, adamantium yeah. isn't cheap, man. We're not just going to lace every was, kid with them. Uh, is that the one with? No, I was. I, I'm mixing it up. New uh, New Mutants is the one where they talk about Wondagore and uh, yeah, um, and uh, like all that kind of like voodoo. It was voodoo, Wondagore, and some some other kind of. Uh, Mysticism magic sort of. yeah but this one is a suit made of stark grade graphene mixed with wakandan vibranium yeah so sure should be able to stop everything except doom's weapons duh i guess because it was made by a man because he's a man <laughs> yeah yeah God, i geez. see where you're going i see where you're going <laughs> Well, thank you anyway. so much for joining us on this episode of Spoiler Alert. <laughs> this, this book looked really good, though. Yeah, it did. Oh, great art. Great art. 100%. Uh, he drew those women so well. <laughs> and the men, too. I guess he, he drew every I could, face really I could well. Well, you know, like, feel the, like the two men that are in it. Just yeah. the two men that are in it. Two men, and they're yeah, both bad guys, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have fun thank you so much for joining us on this episode of spoiler alert you can tweet at me at JD's Hero Complex and uh, you can email us at coltspopgo.com you can go to poptardsgo.com click on the bright pink banner and leave us a voicemail we're almost all caught up so we're going to need some more Um, mark underscore l underscore miller where can people find you uh, I nowhere because I don't want them to yell at me because of what I just sp- spoke about. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, no, no I'm one glad yell I did at this, him. I'm glad it. I did this podcast uh, before or after C2E2, um, <laughs> so I didn't get uh, rotten apples thrown at me on my at my table. But um, I did. I was at C2E2, and I wanted to thank everybody who picked up uh, issues of Grave Trancers and some of my old stuff. Um, and uh, thank everybody who stopped by the booth and everything. So that was a lot of fun um, to see. Everybody, and you can find me at uh, mlmillerwrites.com and at mark underscore l underscore miller on on the twitters. Nice, Noel. Where can we find you? Uh, really simply on uh, Twitter uh, at at Mr. Bartocci. That's M R B A R T O C C I. Uh, that's pretty much it right now. All right, Just like say hey, say hey. Thank you, thank you guys for inviting me. This was fun. Uh, Mark, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry if I pissed you off. Actually, no, no I'm you not did sorry, it. You didn't piss but me I enjoyed off. it. I enjoyed it quite, <laughs> no, quite a I'm lot. Not yeah. I wasn't pissed. Can you, no, I, can you I stop love, yelling at me? I love banter. <laughs> I love banter. <laughs> it's really aggressive, and I don't know how to take sorry. it. So aggro right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. I actually, you know what though? Um, I've I've always wanted to go to C2E2. I've got family in Chicago, so I think I'm going to try and make a trip next year. Yeah, come on up. It'll be it's oh. a it's a fun show. I mean, it was a lot of a uh, lot of fans. Um, there wasn't like a lot. Of, I mean, Bendis was there and Mark mm-hmm. Millar was there. Um, uh, as was Daphne Zuniga. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> and uh, the guy that played Daredevil was there. Um, Which one? The the oh uh, the new ben one. Affleck. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it Ronnie Cox? Donnie Cox? No. Uh, Cox. Michael Cox. No idea. Anybody know? Oh my god! Why am I brain farting? His name is his last name is Cox, I think, though. But uh, he's there. Had Cox a lot. A lot of Cox. (laughs) Just coxing it up. 
Cox, yes. Uh, but yeah, unlike Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> hey All right. You know, that wins. That's fine. <laughs> nice Ten points. Done. You got it. Yeah. I'm slow clapping right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky. And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles. Recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>